passion, innovation, X factor, enthusiasm, leadership. That's what the Pixel Classroom podcast is all about on education from the latest happenings in the classroom to experts in the field. Thank you and welcome to the Pixel Classroom podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 47 for January of 2021. So here we are um, back here for another chapter of The Broken Teacher. I've got about uh, three more episodes coming up here for chapters 8 through 10 before I uh, break off for the big episode 50 here in February, which is hard to believe is not too far away from me recording this. I'm actually recording this the uh, weekend of the 23rd of January for its uh, two-day release here. Of course, this episode will be out uh on Wednesday, followed by uh, Chapter 9 on the following Saturday, a week from now. So, you know, I thought this was a really good weekend and a good day to go ahead and start up our Chapter 8. Welcome to a good year ago. I think we need to remember in times in here. I mean, we're still, uh, you know, in a pandemic, still dealing with uh, good and bad things as uh, 2021 kind of wraps up its first month. And, you know, and it's really interesting. In the past two weeks, I've actually returned to a face-to-face instruction with my students, why some still remain in remote learning. But I got to say... Um, it just was good to be in person with many of these students again, and I'm just very, very happy um, this is going on. So, you know, I thought it made plenty of sense here to really kick everything off with Chapter 8. Welcome to a good year again. So, everybody, let's get back and start looking over Chapter 8 of The Broken Teacher. Welcome to a good year again. Right it's on your heart that every day is the best day of the year by Ralph Waldo Emerson. The year started off on a great note. My mother, who had been dealing with breast cancer, entered remission, and I was starting my second semester at my current high school with a better understanding of my classroom and curriculum. The days went on like normal. I enjoyed both regional and state competition with the future business leaders of America. My wife was working full-time again as a special education assistant, and I had just received two of my much-needed donor's chooses for my green screen and perler bead supplies. I watched as my students became owners of their learning and creating innovation as the semester continued forward. Sadly, some bumps began to happen. My mother started experiencing heart problems due to her medication and post-cancer treatments, leading me to being unable to attend my uh, sister's wedding in Virginia. Virginia in April. I was also unable to go to ISTE in Chicago in July due to this and paying off some medical bills for my family. I, however, regrouped and started planning out this fall semester and started looking forward to several new computers I was going to get to my classroom and bringing more of a makerspace movement to my classroom with my upcoming marketing class and blended learning curriculum focus on coding in the classroom. As the new school year approached in my second year, Um, was about to begin, I learned that an old classmate from school had uh, sadly passed away due to health issues, and my cousin, Gina, was not recovering from her cancer treatments. I also found out that my dissertation proposal was running into several rewrites and resubmissions. (laughs) I also discovered I was not going to get my new computers after all, as my grant money was going to be tied up until March, and my Bloxels account was not renewed correctly, so I ended up paying $175 in order for my students to complete their final projects as the semester marched on. Things took a downward turn when another friend of mine had passed away due to health problems and our family guinea pig also passed away. And it also came to a head when my cousin Gina passed away from cancer just before Christmas. Now, I'm sure many of you are going to right now. Now, so how does this seem to be a better year than last year? Because when 2017 began, my mother had been diagnosed with cancer. My wife and I both lost our jobs in the spring. My own father had open heart surgery and our old car died on us. 
yeah, that doesn't really sound like the best, does it? No, it wasn't. But in fact, when I took my current teaching position, I stepped back into a classroom from beginning an administrator from the last few years to facing constant technology problems, classroom management issues, and my son was uh, continuing with issues with his sensory and later diagnosed with ADHD. When 2017 came to an end, I decided I was going to stop feeling I was being pushed down and I was going to learn from it and start facing those challenges. If you noticed from my uh, images and other pieces, I pretty much explained I didn't really meet my uh, vision board goals that I had created in my little journal for 2018. But one, I did face things head on. I started 2018 by focusing on being a better teacher. I got to know my sisters and students better. I faced more hands-on lessons and projects and did not pass on constant worksheets. I started pushing for more student voices in the classroom, letting my students voice their opinions throughout using my Flipgrid and Wakelet. Having this constant student reflection allowed us to build better rapport in the classroom and several of my students who had me the first semester noticed major differences and I started noting major differences in their understanding and learning as well. I also decided due to my family's health problems, I needed to get more into running again. And after reading Run Like a Pirate by Adam, Welcome, I took up a new pair of running shoes for the first time in four years and started running again. This really started bringing some of my new goals for me and to my wife and son. Began running and bike riding on a regular basis. It was a great time for all of us. The last few years, my immediate family and I never really spent real time together during the summer. Usually I was working over the summer and we tried planning around other events and doing together. Usually our vacations were due to me attending professional workshops out of town. We never really went anywhere or had a regular summer together. Being back in the classroom and having the summer off, we really were able to finally spend some more time together and do more together. It was such a nice feeling than to be always constantly playing our days. I also felt more free as I had time to plan my school year instead of planning things the night before, or always feeling like I had to keep my head above water. It was such a nice change for the better, and one I've been very thankful for. I also did something always that I always had a problem doing. I learned to slow down. Some days it wasn't easy because when things aren't going well, I tend to throw myself into work or other projects. However, as time marched on, I realized Trying to stay busy was not always the healthiest choice. So I stepped back. I focused on the family, did less online chats, didn't try to find the greatest conference to better myself, and took the time to actually try to focus what was important. As a result, 2018 was a year for the better. There were many unexpected goodbyes, sadness, and other things I really don't wish upon anybody. Even as the last few days ticked by and 2019 began, I take into the words I have been listening to since 2008. Take time, reflect on what happened, grieve, learn from it, and begin again. There will always be good days and bad days. As the other saying goes, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. And some days you will react well and other times you just don't. As 2018 came to a close, I know I reacted well to things, and other times I didn't, but I did learn from them. Yes, I sure did. And as 2019 really marked a year of major change, yes, all new years as all years change, some more, some less, it's taking time to reflect and learning that leads us to better tomorrows and why we can't control all the events around us. We do have control over ourselves and learning from them. The year started on a good, a good note, though it was an odd note, and I suppose to get a new set of computers for the school year, which finally happened, I was very excited for. My current ones really couldn't connect to the Wi-Fi correctly, crashed for no reason. Sometimes they just didn't work. Not really good for a blended learning classroom in a technology-integrated 
specialists in K through 12 and making things very difficult when half of my curriculum is technology. However, I decided to figure a way to still make my classroom in great learning environments despite all this. I started focusing more on direct business world designs and practices that really helped get the year off to, on a good note. Many of my students enjoy the hands-on approach and led to some amazing projects at the beginning of the year. However, there were still some missteps along the way. Beginning the first year I was teaching introduction to marketing and using Pear Deck on a daily basis. It took a while for students to get used to the process. And then you add in continuing Wi-Fi problems. It took almost 12 minutes for my lessons ever really began. This led to more early disengagement other times when students just waited around. Well, it never starts right away because our equipment just takes forever to work. This led to a lot of new rules in my classroom. As many know, I have worked on classroom management for years. Many have it down to a science, still do. And I have been looking for several ways to keep my learning environment, not just give the illusion that students can just do whatever they want, but the fact that they can feel like it. I started creating post-it task note challenges where students went over the post-it note holder and took lines on their Polaroid camera. They grabbed procreated post-its I made and they did challenges to keep themselves on a large clipboard I kept at the time. We used it to continue work on projects we have done in the past and currently work on. They were more engaged, especially when I introduced the gamification XP points, aka experience points for students in all my classrooms in that semester. Well, of course, we ran into snags. We had over eight snow days that spring semester. We almost never had a full day of work right away after winter break, and this caused a lot of lessons assignments to be moved around, yet trying to stay on pace for the semester. Especially as I got closer to graduation, and my classes were going to be impacted by so many seniors leaving two weeks before the school year ended. This didn't really leave me a lot of time to make uh, corrections or connections with my students as I would like to. So safe to say my entire school felt like this was a school year that just went on longer and longer for congestionless days until the end of February that year. These days weren't really made any easier as many losses during the school year. My old school friend Matt, as I had mentioned earlier, passed away due to complications from dealing with for several years. And one of my old co-teachers who I had definitely called my friend, taught his children had uh, passed away suddenly. Even the last couple of days of school, we had a longtime friend pass away after two years of battling advanced breast cancer. However, the hardest hit me during the year, was, of course, was my cousin Gina, who I'll talk about right now. Gina was a very gifted person. She was a teacher, medical specialist, and had a strong will like no other. Growing up, she was always with me constantly. After all, we were 14 years apart, showing me how to play music, though I was kind of bad at it, how to play video games, take care of dogs, and was a very positive influence in my life ever since. We sadly fell into distant times due to the various issues in both our lives, and the last time I had talked to her was just after she was diagnosed with cancer. She wanted to see my family more and get to know my wife and son more, but sadly schedules just never seemed to click, and while that could have happened earlier, there were just problems where the family living at the time and Gina just didn't feel welcome, something I regret to this day that I didn't fix. When she passed away just before Christmas, I had her picture, favorite saying, and her favorite number on my desk ever since long after thing and talking about it. I felt that I had to start packing a future sense of loss into my lessons, which actually pushed me forward to be better as a teacher. As I decided to take some of her words, as well as a former teacher of mine who had also recently passed away, who was a friend of my cousin, say, as you say, teach students to be better people first and the rest will fall into place. So I started that as my metra for the school year and both with my FBLA students and the rest of my students. And it wasn't a magical transformation, but trying to inspire people to be better themselves as the school year went on really, really helped improve it. 
Not that I wasn't exhausted, burned out, and had to deal with quits and things for various school, but it started to really set a new mindset for my students. One of my current students, who just recently finished up graduating, told me I changed the way they viewed the classroom. And another who graduated, who was joining the military, left me a note just as they left saying that I inspired them and I made them understand there was more in learning than just in the classroom. And that the fact that they said, you helped me be a better person and I knew that I could be better in life. And those words were very, very grateful to me. I've been in education for a decade since going back to school and focusing on teaching and learning instead of just trying to work with somebody who didn't care well if I did a job or not or thing just to support my family. This was a decision I never regretted and heading into my 10th year of education and made a lot of changes to my curriculum. But doing these words, shifting my focus to more blended and maker space and making students care about themselves, not just what they're learning, is what made it very meaningful. And why I knew those changes wouldn't be easy, I was ready to dive first way and make new magic happen in my classroom. And as I saw later on, that was a magical transformation for my students. And that's going to do it for chapter eight. I know pretty short and sweet, but you know, it's very interesting when um, I was originally writing this chapter because it really had me really think over a lot of things. You know, I talked about in the previous chapter, how 2017 was really, really a horrible year for me everywhere, personally and professionally. I know 2020 is definitely one for the record books too, which we'll talk about in a future chapter talking about uh, how the pandemic definitely influenced me in 2020. But um, one thing this really is, is, you know, this is about... Um, taking those tragedies and really just having them transform you in a positive way. I mean, as much as things changed, it was quite a um, year for me. As I talked about my friend Matt, a couple of my teachers who had passed away, and of course my biggest one, my cousin, as well as missing my uh, sister's wedding due to my mother's health problems. But, you know, um, I think it was the best way to say in this chapter that it could be so much a better year. Because, you know, when I look back, despite those tragedies, it was an amazing time in the classroom because I really did shift that focus and trying to make students learn to be better people. And really, it was very transformational. One thing was my uh, first year there, and uh, many people tell me this too later on, like, why did you throw so many of these students to Ryan? As they say, it was considered the, you know, classroom from hell. Um, because I had a lot of students with low performers, smart kids, but they did not make me very easy at all to teach. And, you know, and it's so funny as I was with those kids um, for those three years they were there and four years they were there. And then they all graduated and all of them just ended up so much better people. And like I talked about the one that uh, student who wrote me a net, he was definitely one of my um more more engaged students and honestly he loved coming to my classroom during his study hall to work on things too um it was just amazing i always looked forward when he would come to visit the, my classroom because he was always asking for advice from other classes he always felt it was a safe space he could work he knew he didn't want to disturb me because he knew it was my playing period time but it was always a wonderful time um when he would come into my classroom and we'd sit and talk just like one thing and it was like really one of my um first students early on that i really connected to and um I know, Grant, if you're listening here, um, uh, thank you for those days you came to my classroom. It was really a wonderful time, especially during those times after I had lost so many friends and family members. So uh, thank you for definitely making me 
uh, feel I was doing a really good job um, teaching you and everybody else in your class too. So thank you for those days, Grant, um, coming in. And uh, I think I'm going to stop there before I start crying. So, um, you know, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in for chapter eight here of The Broken uh, Teacher. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing everybody here for chapter nine. Uh, PD is not a four letter word. It's a little uh, comical area here before we kind of move uh, through all that as I'm looking through my notes now, especially once we get into uh, more of the heavier end parts in chapter 10 where of course the cheerleader before i will break for a little while to uh bring in my amazing guests for uh, episodes 50 and 52 coming up here for the pixel classroom podcast so remember guys thank you for listening and remember we are on your favorite uh, podcast system apple and google Podcasts, spotify um, breaker and more and of course right here on anchor where you can just download it and listen and please think about leaving us a message guys i would like to hear about this uh doing little pieces here because um i don't know what i'll be doing any type of book anytime again in the near future so this is really to get those positive notes from you on either social media or definitely leaving on that subscribing and please please think about leaving us a review so this is ryan reed and i will see you later on the pixel classroom podcast